DeVos Cafe. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Good to be yeah. here. You are welcomed. Um, I'm telling you, you know, sometimes we're in the Pinkerton Studios. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes when we're in here, there's, there's video. Yeah. I wish we had video today because we could show them Bill's haircut. It's a very nice <laughs> haircut. Oh, man. Oh. Best one in two decades. Two decades. Whoa. Whoa. As long as... My barber, Jim, doesn't hear all this. Oh, yeah. You <laughs> Does he, he listen to the podcast? Yeah. Yeah. No. My barber doesn't. doesn't. No. no. Yeah. i got to say my barber never hears this. we got this. a loop on a podcast in his barber shop. You know, yeah. Just yeah. Loop yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. 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 Ah. It's, Google is translating it into Russian. All barbers Russian. All barbers Russian. What was your favorite part of the haircut? Well, the, the hot towel that I, Ooh, I I saw the sign outside, and I thought it would be a facial towel, but they stuck it on top of my head, and yeah. I, I've never had that happen before. That was a, it, and by the way, it felt really good. Yeah. But, but you, you're so skittish. You're like oh. a cat. You're so skittish yeah. in, in oh. any of those kind of things. Oh. I'm surprised you let them. It, was, it, yeah. was, it looked like I had a turban on. Yeah, yeah. But wow. it sure felt good. Wow. Well, we, we welcome you to Bo's Cafe. Thank <laughs> you. I, I'm that glad to be here with my new oh, haircut. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Fantastic. Previous haircuts would not get him welcomed. No, <laughs> no. That's no. why we stay on audio. Uh, that's yeah. it. I mean, there's a little grace, but yeah. there's a limit. Still. We're back in 1982, my friend. Yes. Well, that was the last time he did get a good haircut. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was going on. I know that Bill had a good haircut. That day. Oh, that's great. Thank you, David. <laughs> All right. I am now living with two married couples. Oh, this is not starting out well. <laughs> <laughs> it was the 80s. It was oh, a different that's right. time. 1982. Yeah. Okay. I'm now living with two married couples in Santa Fe Springs. They are friends from my church back in Phoenix. One spring evening, for the first time, I see it. Who I risk becoming. A higher educated, striving, religious Pharisee. I see the life I'm forming, living out the implications of trying to please God by enough fervent effort and self-denial. I'm in my bedroom trying to pray. They are in the living room watching an inane television show. It's turned up too loud. Sitcom television sounds even more garish from another room. My friends sound like drunks in a room full of drunks. They are wheezing in laughter. I will one day wish I could be back with them in that moment, wheezing along with them. But at this time, I'm trying so hard to prove that I'm cut from different cloth, that I'm more sold out, more passionate, more faithful, more attentive to, to God. Godly people do not fritter their time away in noisy and cheap laughter. Only later will I discover I'm only attempting to disprove what my shame wants to convince me, that I'm not enough. I'm tied up tight in chains of performance. I'm judging my friends in the other room as half-hearted Laodiceans, not caring enough to be fully used by God. Whatever I'm doing over the next hour is anything but prayer. I'm filled with seething, arrogant religiosity. I'm babbling through a list I know I should care about, but don't. God is out watching television, laughing with my friends. At some point, I whisper out in a muffled scream, I don't get you. I'm trying so hard to do things right, and you don't show up. Those people out there are not caring about the things of God, and they're having a great time. Listen to them. Me, I'm miserable. I hate this. 
I'm watching the clock every minute, trying to put in an hour like those famous saints who said if they didn't get in two hours in the prayer in the morning, the day was wasted. Many of us face a time where we're tempted to blame God for not doing enough in us fast enough, impressively enough. We become weary from doing all the things to impress him, expecting more return. I'm trying, God. I'm trying. Help me. Tell me what you want me to do. I want to be a godly man. I want to do great things. I want to get over the garbage in me. Why don't you make it happen? I'm doing everything I know how to do. This is actually a very good moment when pride can turn into humility. I imagine Jesus saying, Oh, John, I wish you could walk out there and be with your friends. At this moment, they are throwing cornbread at each other and watching reruns of Mannix. I was out there with them moments ago. So, this is an important moment. You are growing weary of trying to figure out how to please me. You've been trying so hard for so long. There is endless difference between straining for my favor by doing enough right and allowing my spirit to draw out the good you now actually want to do. You are using your same old willpower and discipline to do behaviors you think I would want, and tonight you are witnessing the sham of your own performing. You're less than three years into your faith, and you've become completely miserable. I never wanted this for you. Have you forgotten how astonishing those first few months were? You were free and alive, and we talked like lifelong friends. Then you got religious on me. So you had to weary yourself out. Now you're becoming open to a new living out of this faith in me. This is where we'll start to get fun. And the awakening... Many try so hard to become godly instead of trusting they already are. Mm. Wow. So you've been a Christian about three years? Three years, right in the middle of seminary. Yeah. And uh, it didn't start out this way. It got this way. Yeah. Yeah. And and these people, I loved them a lot. And they, I, I knew that they loved Jesus with all beautifully yeah. yeah but i i i just they had the freedom to laugh and enjoy themselves they had the freedom to live life to love god and live this life and i didn't it just i couldn't look i felt like i'd be right where i was before christ if i allowed myself to do that mm-hmm. i was I, I was so trapped so trapped and in the other room trying to pray to God (laughs) while while those Laodiceans were out there not caring you know Uh, I'm sure they laugh reading this now and and, and are sad for me that they didn't that I didn't come out and throw cornbread with them you know but you weren't ready I was not ready what do you think uh, what do you think contributed to that slide into back into a moralism. Maybe it wasn't back into a moral. Maybe it was for the first time. You yeah. thought this was the way it worked with Well, I, I, I mean, part of it, I, I can say there were professors who taught classes and, and, and the books on prayer of you need to do this and should right. do this. I, yeah. I, I remember that very clearly of thinking, 
I've got to somehow figure out the obligation lessons. That's right. Of of first, I'll start with one hour of prayer, and then two hours, and because I, these were godly men who said those words, and they yeah. sounded so right, and and truthfully, my maturity and my real pace of if I was praying the way I wanted to, was probably at about fifteen minutes at the most. You know, maybe 10, yeah. maybe, maybe five. I, but God would have just gone, that was great. Thanks, man. But I didn't know that. And so I, was, I, I didn't know that I was, I was putting on my own shackles yeah. of, of trying to perform up to a time of prayer and, and thinking that this would be what a godly man does. Mm. How would I know early on otherwise? You know, you just, if, if you're a self-willed, I can solve this too with God. I think maybe, I don't know. I, 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 for me, I had to learn it by experience. Yeah. I just had yeah. to learn it by experience. Amen. I met with a pastor from the Midwest on Monday, and he told me this interesting story. In his community, there's a um, Christian radio station, and um, the, the Midwest has a lot of baseball teams, and one of the teams they have are the Milwaukee Brewers. But on that Christian, the Milwaukee Brewers, <laughs> <laughs> and on that Christian radio station, they call them the Milwaukee Team, because uh-huh. as a Christian radio station, Very they don't nice. want to nice. call them the, oh, brewers the Brewers because they don't uh-huh. want to support the drinking of beer. Yes, uh-huh. and he says, and they do it all in the name of godliness. And he said, our whole community just mocks them every day, <laughs> and, and well, they should. Exactly. The Milwaukee Team. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, we also don't like the nitrates in the hot dogs. <laughs> yeah. So we call, so we call those them the meat links. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. um, you also probably were not getting a lot of teaching about the fact that you were already righteous, holy, godly. You, no, I was getting just the opposite. Yeah. And unwittingly. I yeah. mean, that professor, right. he's, he's now a well-known writer. He, yeah. he unwittingly, he thought, this will help these men. Hmm. And... He, he, at that point, although he does now, w- wouldn't have known how to teach out yeah. of identity. Yeah. 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 You know, and you say unwittingly, but that's part of what we're trying to get after, isn't it? We're trying to, with our wits, with our intention, teach a different message. Uh, because if you don't teach that message, then it will, it will absolutely drift the way the way they taught you well i don't know for many seminarians but that is why we try to get into the seminaries that's That's right in the bible colleges because for me it was a brand new experience yeah but a lot of people are already anesthetized in that system by that time and they're not even trying anymore they're just play acting yeah i wasn't play acting this this was as good as i could do i i was as I said, I, I would, I'm praying for people in countries I've never heard of. I'm making up names, just hoping they exist, and yes. asking God to put a hedge of protection around them. Yes. You know, I mean, I, I was as sincere as I could be, but honestly, that that has to change at some of our institutional levels. It really does. Absolutely, because they're the feeder for all of the missions and the churches and all the faith communities. Uh, and the universities. I mean, it, it continues to replicate itself. And, and so to, to me, this morning, it's very important for 
business people and, and people, uh, homemakers, um, people in professions and so forth, to... And astronauts. And, and astronauts, and astronauts as well, to be thinking about where does all this come from? Amen. And for us to Amen. be a part of helping know who's ready. People who are listening to this podcast can sense who's ready for the message that you weren't ready for that night. That's right. That's they right. can sense it in their universities, in their faith communities, like this pastor right. who that you yeah. know you're ministering to, mm-hmm. Bill. Mm-hmm. They don't all get ready at once. So I think we I think this is part of what what can be applied to Jesus saying, lift up your eyes to a harvest so that you can discern who might be ready and who is not ready. I agree, Bruce. I I think that for us, I think we've learned this in our experience, but we're hoping that our audience is learning it as well. Uh, grace, it cannot be something you're selling. Yeah, you cannot it. sell grace. Yeah, yeah. Don't it, you wish you could? Oh, yeah. yeah, you can't package it. Yeah, it's like it, the rocket fuel in a plastic bag on right. the corner. <laughs> you know? you, yeah, yeah, you can't do it. So, so what happens is, it has to be something that's experienced by those who are ready to receive it. And, and it's the same with the gospel. Yeah. I mean, w- w- to a sinner, a person right. who doesn't you know Jesus, you, you can scream all day long, but until they're ready to trust, they don't hear the message. It's yeah. almost like the carriers yeah. of the original good news are having to wait until a culture gets weary enough. Yeah. And at certain parts of the country, like when we were in Tulsa, yes. and, and they were so weary by right. these plastic smiles that they were they were ready. The last yeah. place in the world that I That's, would have thought would be ready, uh, they were ready. Yeah, That's, more people than you think. That's yes. right. Yes, that's right. Yeah. And so that's another reason to for all of us to be watching, be be sensitive to who would like to experience this gospel of grace, Amen. this grace of Jesus again, even though they already know Jesus. Yeah. Well, David, I think you know. Um, Probably what we can do is you won't have to come in at eight o'clock anymore. You can come in at ten o'clock yeah. and get your two hours of prayer. Yes, in absolutely. And the hedge, I will. It will be a, a yes. yeah, well nutritioned hedge. Oh won't yeah, be brown. It Watch will be those hedges protection. in the uh, Middle East desert. We'll have you know, thorns I mean, against the enemies, but okay. soft interior. Oh, I like it. That's to rest upon inside. See, you can fill yeah. the two hours. Yeah, oh sure, you just imagine oh, that. Sure. We will see you next week for another edition of Worst Day. Amen. Bye, you guys.